What are the commonalities among GDPR programs? And how are asset management firms building out core teams to address the complex aspect of the general data protection regulation? That's all up for discussion on this episode of Nixa Talk. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming. More content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host, and on today's show, we're talking more about GDPR. Nixa recently hosted a panel of experts to talk about compliance readiness as it pertains to GDPR, and the following is a segment of that discussion. On the panel was Olivier Reich, partner at DLA Piper Luxembourg, Jennifer Schack, Senior Vice President and Global Head of Privacy at Northern Trust Company, and Maria Teresa Fulci de Rose, Head of Legal and Compliance at Crestbridge Luxembourg. Natine Pandey, Senior Manager, Risk and Financial Advisory at Deloitte & Touche moderated the panel. Let's listen in to the discussion. If you can elaborate for me, Olivier, um, what are the commonalities and some additional themes that you are seeing within the organizations that DLA Piper serves uh, for uh, GDPR in terms of, you know, what is common and what are some of the additional aspects that they might be touching upon in their programs um, as broader organizations within the investment and fund management industry? Thank you, Nitin. I think there are probably different approaches in, in, in the market depending on which market player you are looking at. Um, in general, I think, at least in, in the Luxembourg markets, the investment fund industry has been a bit late uh, in uh, getting their GDPR programs uh, started, which means that most organizations that we see uh, are, as, as both mentioned, taking a risk-based approach, so prioritizing uh, the different tasks. Um, focusing in the first step mainly on everything that is data subject facing, so uh, privacy notices, uh, the subject uh, access request processes and, and similar, and in a second step focusing more on the internal processes uh, like getting the supply agreements in, in order, putting in place uh, data breach uh, policies and and similar. I think those those are mainly the the themes that 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 we see on the market at the moment. Thank you very much. Um, the other aspect that really stands out about this regulation is that historically, right, we've seen privacy organizations kind of work in a little bit of a silo as it came to the priorities of the organizations for their privacy program. But with a regulation such as GDPR, it truly requires cross-functional teams to come together. I mean, we've seen um, all in every function from legal, compliance, information security, HR, marketing, come together and work collaboratively uh, with the uh, privacy function in order to deliver on the priorities of the GDPR program. Uh, what I wanted to ask, and maybe I'll pose this question to Jennifer first to begin with, is that what are the various functions that have become sort of the part of the core team that is working on delivering on the program priorities uh, for your organization? And if you can just 
uh, give a little bit of perspective on how these functions are coming together in terms of um, understanding who does what as it relates to GDPR and program uplift for the organization. Sure. To be honest, our firm does not like taking compliance risks. So whenever we have a regulation obligation, uh, the support is generally available. If you add to this the facts of large fines, anyone who may want to push back certainly refrains. At the start of our program, we initially gained some buy-in by presenting at the top of the house um, to our board of directors. And once they understood the importance of this, we facilitated similar discussions through various business and risk committees. We also built our own executive steering team with representatives from our high-risk and key business areas. Um, now, I'm not going to lie and say that we didn't run into some prioritization conflicts, uh, mainly outside of Europe, but with continual education, we were able to redirect um, and, and gain buy-in buy and support. A few of the, free, uh, the key areas that were critical to our program that people may not consider was one, our procurement group. So procurement was pulled in to assist review of all of our third-party contracts. And this was a massive project, not only reviewing contracts, but also the outreach negotiations of all of our vendors that would be implicated by uh, GDPR. Another group was our data governance team. This team owned a tool, which um, we can talk about at a later time, which we used for our data mapping and data inventory. We had a very large project to map all of our highly sensitive personal data across the organization that would allow us to verify our Article 30 requirements around records of processing and our obligations around data minimization, records management, and individual rights. This was a two-year project, and it's actually still going on as we continue the build-out beyond our EMEA data. And the third group that I thought was most critical would be our business teams. Um, or a front office. So our business teams were critical to deliver the program on behalf of our clients. They had to facilitate the due diligence questionnaires. They had to review client contract updates. They had to learn new operational procedures on individual rights, privacy complaints, and generally just learning about the new regulation um, when their clients called or had queries. So continual training and communication was key so they were informed about the program and knew how to properly represent the topic to our clients. Well, that's a great overview. Um, I appreciate you sharing the perspective. And yes, I will ask you more about technology and its use. Um, it's it's caught on quite a bit in the last one year or so, the whole concept of privacy-enabling technologies and how technology is starting to play a more leading role when it comes to uh, delivering on privacy program priorities. So we'll talk about that in a bit. I just wanted to talk uh, about this to Maria as well. Maria, is this similar to the theme that you're seeing within your organization as well? Can you provide us some perspective there? We have a similar organization. What we have done is to uh, create a, a sort of matrix of working group within our organization. So uh, we, our headquarter is in Jersey. We appointed a DPO in Jersey, and we started set up working group in all our offices within the European Union, outside the European Union to check locally uh, what uh, uh, needed to be done under the different jurisdiction, of course, and uh, multidisciplinary as well. So we were, as, as uh, Jennifer was saying, uh, working together from the legal perspective, compliance perspective, marketing, uh, management, uh, all the policies and procedures, of course, contact with clients, so also the marketing, uh, website, uh, um, Facebook, other social media 
sites, <coughs> sorry, and of course uh, um, putting together and coordinating together the work of all uh, those working groups to end up with, as I said, a roadmap and a series of uh, uh, documents and, let's say, action to be taken with a checklist that is updated really daily uh, according to the work uh, done by all those uh, units and working uh, working group. The uh, exercise, of course, uh, it will continue until the, the full compliance, but what is very important is that management is constantly updated and constantly uh, we increase the awareness of uh, our staff with the, the, with the training program and also our management. So the, the entire culture of the group is moving to uh, the compliance with the GDPR. You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to Nixon members. For information on how your firm can become a Nixon member, please visit nixa.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, Nixa has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.